Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, this is Stephanie Megan. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. (laughs) Therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Mm-hmm. Like I because I don't think my type of humor is funny. I think your type of humor is so funny. I think you're like one of the funniest people I know. Oh, thank you. I heard that a lot from people. Yeah. And then I think you don't hang out with enough people because like I'm funny, but like I'm not like. Yeah, we're oh my god, help yourself. We're muck. Maybe my fa- my like friends aren't that funny then. No, I'm. I mean, that's also. I'm partly joking, but also like. No, my friends are funny. Mm-hmm. Hk. Jess HK is, is hilarious. Jess is a secret assassin. Right. Because you wouldn't think she'd be funny. And then you talk to her and you're like, whoa, this bitch is like so quick Because she's clever. also like, and I mean this in a good way because I love it. She's mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she's like, no. Right. She'll do better. And you're like, I will. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's like in a, yeah, she's just straight up. But she's just very witty too. Like she's yeah, pretty she's clever. Yeah, cle- she's very clever. She keeps up. Mm-hmm. She can keep up. For me, I'll just like, if I can't, I'll just say something stupid and that's my joke. Yeah. Which is, that's it's my charm. It's your. <laughs> Who's the loud one? <laughs> it's my charm. <laughs> I'm charming. I'm charming. I'm charming. My mom says I'm special. My I'm mom charming. doesn't say I'm special. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my mom says you're special. I love your. I say this every single time. She's great on the pod that I have to confess my love for K Dot. She loves you. My mom loves you. My mom's like, ah, I'm. I'm listening. Your mom, like, I understand why you are the way that you are because of my mom. Yeah, like I when I when I talk to your mom, I just I feel like I'm talking to you, but like, like wiser, you're, right? Well, <laughs> not as loud. <laughs> my mom goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's very like she's she goes, oh. she's very like calm version. Interesting. Conversion yeah. of you. I yeah. feel like though, like you'll be like her, but louder when you're mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Like you'll definitely be, you know, like we said in the last episode, that loud, funny ass neighbor. Oh yeah, that has you. all the wise things. You know what I mean? And I know where all the bodies are buried. Yeah, I'm like I'm that neighbor from Gone Girl, where I'm like oh, yeah. she hated this marriage. You know, oh, yeah. I'm that girl. <laughs> One of my favorite I moments watched, in that movie. I just watched that movie. I mean, I've watched it before, but I like, like rewatched, rewatched it, it again. It's, a kind, it's kind of a good it's movie. It's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. David Finchner. Like, he's a great director. I don't even Dave. Oh, okay, director. He's a director. He's just a great. He's just he's weird. Just so good. It's just so good. 
And it's like, let's be honest, we see Ben Affleck in everyday life as that man. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, we are not rooting for him. And then we're like, you, and then the moment where she's like, you're not going to turn your back on America and your baby. And you're like, oh, you deserve her. Right. They deserve each <laughs> they other. They deserve each other. They're each both other. fucked up. No, like, they're both equally the villain. Oh, my God. I know. I feel so bad for Neil Patrick Harris. Way to go, a gay man who can play straight man. Right. That's what I'm saying. Very good like, job. Very, very. Very fluid mm-hmm. in that way. <laughs> I love that you're already diving into this. So this, you guys, let me just do the intro. Hi, guys. Oh, that's a new record. Oh, that is. It's and, like uh, intro within three minutes. There we go. Oh. Hi, guys. It's me, Stephanie, and your host of Brooklyn Therapy. And guess what? What? We got Roseanne Miakalis in the oh building. God, you said my full government name. It you did. said Roseanne. I- a lot of people don't know that's my real name. Really? I, I always call you Roseanne. Maybe not on the show, but mm-hmm. every time I talk to you, I call you Roseanne. Because your phone, your name on my phone is Roseanne. You, Lauren Boone, my <laughs> dad, and my sister. Only people. Really? Yeah. I love calling you Roseanne. It's all right. It's fine. All right, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> I, it, it annoys me you usually don't... when people who don't know me call me Roseanne. I'm like, oh, you really? don't know me. Oh, does it ever annoy you when I call you Roseanne? No, because you know me. Okay. That's true. I do know you. <laughs> but motherfucker, you don't know me. I'm like, ooh, you didn't earn that. Right. Like, where the fuck? Yeah. Who do you know here, bro? At this Shake Shack. I don't know you. Yeah, no. That stuff, all, that, mm, that irritates me. Or Rosie. Oh, you do not, like, spark me as a Rosie. People who've known me for, like, since I was a kid or, like, who are my sister's friends that are also my friends, they call me Rosie, and that's fine. Because I'm Claire's little right. sister. I'm Rosie. Right. Yeah, you're the little sister. But if sister. you're a new person and you're like, mm, Rosie, I'm like, oh, I will. The fuck up. There yeah. was one time I had a friend call me Rosie at work, and I turned around, and I was like, my name is not fucking Rosie. <laughs> and then my boss was like, whoa, you didn't need to snap on her. And I was like, that's, oh, that's how I feel when, when someone calls me Steffi. I'm like, ew. Ew. <laughs> My mom one time, uh, when she like forced me to go to church with her, <laughs> she forced me to go to church and then she was introducing to her like her church friends as Steffi. And I was so annoyed because I'm like almost 30 at this time. Like, Did she want you to be mad? Was I she, don't, do, I don't do you understand. think she did it on purpose? I think she was just trying to be like, oh, this is my daughter. Like, you know, like trying to be all cute. But it's like, I'm a grown ass woman. You can't just be like, this is Steffi. Like, I'm not a five year old. Like, no. it'd be different if I was like yeah. five. But I was like damn near 30. Like, and then the person's like, oh, who? I was like, Stephanie. Thank you. Hello, my name is Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie, not no, that's No, that's a big one. I have, I've had my dad introduce, like, he'd be like, oh, this is my daughter, Roseanne. And someone goes, Roseanne. And he goes, Rose. But it's like funny because it's like, right. you introduced me as Roseanne, sir. <laughs> and then he turns around and he's like, oh, is that no, your no, like that's real name, name, Roseanne? Like, yeah. like legally? Legally, okay. Roseanne McLeese. Okay. That's my name. I have oh. eight E's in my full name, Roseanne. Did you ever like that show, Roseanne? Nope. My mom actually, fun little story, K-Dot story, when she gave birth to me, because she she was in labor for a while, but the full, like, actual baby labor was only 10 minutes. Mm. I was 10 pounds. But my sister was a preemie, so my mom literally sneezed and, like, Claire came out, right? Right. But, like, with me, my mom, like, pushed twice and was like, where's the baby? And they were like, ooh, this baby's generous. (laughs) So my mom was like, I put my heels in the stirrups and I pushed real hard. I felt a rip and you came out. I didn't cry. I was hideous. I was 
hideous. My dad was like, you were so ugly. Skin marks and all. I look like I was skin. Marks. I was terror. I was so ugly. I didn't cry when they, you know how like they spanked the you. butt. Still didn't cry. I opened one eye and I was like, what's happening? Cause my mom just like pushed me out. Right. I was like trying to take my time. Right. And she was like, nope. Which says that my existence right, within life. Right, right. So they gave birth to me. My mom's like kind of drugged out, you know, cause she just had a baby. Right. And then the Roseanne, bar tv show halloween special had just come on and, and my mom halloween. because this i was born on halloween, halloween and it had come on the 1989 episode and my mom was like i have to change her name like my daughter can't be roseanne but then she fell asleep <gasps> so, so then it was just like she woke up and she was like what's my baby's name and they were like roseanne she was like oh, i think it's a beautiful name my mom was like i still love so the she, name she just chose it because the show was on but then was drugged out no 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 she already had the name oh she already had the name my mom has always loved the name well she's always loved the name rose okay and there was already a bunch of like rosemary's and like right. roseanne uh, like rosies and other people and she was like well roseanne is just a beautiful name it's also like very irish right so it's like a nod to my dad and yeah she just loved the name and she was like, great. But it was the whole idea that, you know, she names me and then the Roseanne show comes on and then she's like, oh, fuck, was this a bad decision? Like, oh, uh, no. But no, it was a great decision. And then was like, ah, oh, should I make her middle name her first name? Like, I don't know. And then then was like, yeah, I'm going to sleep. And right. then like went to sleep. I think like, like woke up. My dad had like matzo ball soup for her and she was like tight. You know, oh I got my God, how cute. babies. And at that point, my sister was like, I'm the mom. And my mom was like, okay. Because that was the funny. My sister literally was like, there's a great photo of my sister like elbowing the nurses out of the way to be like, let me wash the kid. Like my sister had done this before or something. What? And so she like gets up and she's like, mm, oh, she just me. wanted to be a big sister. Yeah. And she's like, I'm washing the baby. And she literally has been that way my entire life. Oh, is she like act like such a big sister to you no like, not anymore i'm the big sister now oh, okay <laughs> i'm the captain now <laughs> well claire's just in a, like you do have claire, like as i get to know you you do have like younger sister vibes like i feel like i feel like i don't want to share no you share Broco Therapy is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I mentioned before that I went back to therapy and that was the best decision I've ever made because every time I leave a session, I do feel like I just got so much off my chest. I've been suffering with so much anxiety because I feel like sometimes I don't have time. I don't have time to get all the stuff done or I feel like I'm not worthy of doing a good job of the things that I have to do. And I know that stems from a lot of ADHD. So talking to my therapist, she really gives me the space to just vent and have those emotions and she validates that and gives me the tool sets to be able to continue my day and to give me that confidence to remind myself that like I got this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash BrokeGirl. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. (laughs) So if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. As for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter, you don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I'm just kidding. You can no, it's just I feel like I feel like every like baby of the family is like a clown. Okay, we have to because we watched the family right. fight and we're like, don't fight. Watch me tap dance. That's what my brother said. Like me and my brother did an episode, and which probably is out by the. I'm stacking a bunch, so I don't know the order, but it was probably out by the time you guys hear this. And he mentioned like, you know, he's a people pleaser because there was always so much tension in our family. That him being like the cute baby younger one, like it, he always kind of had to like put on a show for people to kind of ease the tension. And also, my parents encouraged it. They right. thought it was my yeah, mom. Always we all said encouraged it. it. It was the cutest shit, you know. My mom always said it. She was like, "Don't encourage her," just because my mom was like had to be the mom. So right. there was like many times where I was like saying funny shit and saying things and acting out. And my mom was like, "Ah, as much as I want to like laugh with you, like, oh wait, I'm the parent. Like, right. no, Rose, don't take she, your shirt remember, off in public." Yeah, you know? I there was that one story your mom was telling me how you got in trouble for something, and then oh, I was. <laughs> I remember this. Okay, she doesn't remember the reason, but I remember it was because I ate an entire carton of, like, Dryer's ice cream. And remember, those were, like, big-ass cartons. Oh, my God. And she was like, oh, I'm so mad at you. I could could just, and I was, like, in my diaper walking up the stairs, and I just, like, turned around. I go, why don't you just smake my butt and get over it? (laughs) And she was like, I wanted to laugh so badly, but I remembered I was the mom, and I was like, no, go to your room. And then there was another time. Why did you just hit me and get over it? Yeah, I was like, just spank me and get over it. And she was like, no, Junie, don't eat that. And then the other time was my mom, I like, I was like, she was, you know, I was in the bath and she was like washing me and I got soap in my eyes and I was like, ah, I can't see. And she was like, you're not, you're being dramatic. You're not blind. And I was like, I'm blind. And she was like, fine. She like held up her fingers. She was like, how many fingers am I holding up? And I was like, um, 
too. And she was like, Roseanne, you're lying. And I was like, I can't help but be funny. <laughs> and she was like, again, where the fuck did you get these one-liners? <laughs> Why did you think you were being hilarious? And So funny. And then you, this is who we are now. I know. My therapist tells me that all the time. She's like, no wonder you ended up in entertainment. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was just yeah. who you, sometimes you just like are who you are. Like there's just no... You just are. I just came out of the womb just trying to crack jokes <laughs> and being loud and just being like, you know, <laughs> right. I feel bad. It's fine. If I have a kid, I really hope. <laughs> I really Dude, hope it's not me. I feel like it's, they're going to be a lot. Like, how can, how can anyone have you as a mother and not be like you? <laughs> you know what it could be though? I could have the recluse child. Like I could have like oh, a child that's, that's just like, like that's I mom. Right. Yeah. That's true. It could, it's like a hit or miss. Yeah. I could have the kid that's just like, yeah, that's, that's my, my mom. loud mom. That's my loud mom. You know, and the right. kid's just kind of like, I'll be in the corner. Maybe like we'll read together. That's probably like the right, one thing. Right. Like I you'll help. have like activities you like to do together, but yeah. they're just more like an introvert. You know, I'll be like, don't you want to like say something sassy to me? And they'll be like, no, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, mom's sad. Cause I'm not a funny kid. Right. But I just feel like how, if, if like, let's say if you're my mom, like I am your raised, mom <laughs> being I'm raised mom. by you. Like why, how could you not build your personality is so like, like you're giving that kid so much great material for therapy, right? Like I'm setting that kid up for semi-success but like maybe some fucked up therapy i hope i don't fuck up my kids we're going to yeah we are like like keep i just hope i don't fuck them up that bad you won't because like let's be honest you had one really good parent and one parent that fucked you up and you're fine right for the most part right Right, like you're a good human being you have a great heart you're super caring you love people. You have a successful podcast. Like, Aww. you know what I mean? But right. you could have gone. I could have gone worse. Because, you know, we've talked about your family. You could have gone. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, right, we right, know right. my family and stuff. Like, I had a father who struggled with addiction. Right. And then, you know, was he was very young when he had kids. And he was, like, trying to figure out his shit. He deals with his own depression. And then I had my mom. Mm. Who literally was, like, we. An angel. Is an angel human right. being. I still got my fucked up issues. Right. But, like, she did the best she could. And that's what every parent does. And right. I think the, what helped me with that mentality is my mom said from a very young age, she goes, no one asks to be born. No like one, we expect right. our kids to come out of the wombs to be like, get, get off your ass. And, and like, w- more, I was, was going to say like, are we going to talk about Kim K? First, okay. I, I don't, did we preface that we're doing a mukbang? <laughs> Just, uh-uh. If you guys didn't hear, Rose was chewing on a Shake Shack burger and I got Taco Bell cause I'm gross. And this oh, is so I love Taco Bell, but Taco Bell, Taco Bell is not a sober decision and I'm sober. So that's no, I think it's okay. Oh, thank you. What's a chalupa? What is that? You never tried a chalupa? I've never had Taco Bell ever. How can we never have Taco Bell? We're not sponsored. Like what? Well, okay. As you know, both my parents are chefs. Both of them are amazing cooks. My sister's married to cook. Claire and I. So you didn't live off of fast food when you were younger? We begged for it. We would beg for fast food. There was like maybe I can count on one hand my parents taking us to McDonald's because my mom was like, I'm tired of you guys complaining. And like literally my parents would take my sister and I to McDonald's. We would be eating our sad happy meals. And my parents would be in like the next table eating like gourmet sushi. You know what I mean? Like they were just like, oh yeah, we'll eat our nice ass meal at fucking McDonald's. And of course, like that's every so nice. Time, I, like when we we're younger, we ate. <laughs> oh my God. But every time I went, I just remember being like, I don't like this food. I don't like how it makes my feet, me, mm. me feel. And my mom's like, yeah, exactly. I don't think I've had McDonald's in maybe 
seven or That's eight right. years. I've never seen you eat fast food. I don't eat like Shake Shack. I don't really consider fast food because it's like, it's a little better quality. Than like, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you're paying it's for It's a burger, shit but it's ton. not fast food. Yeah. Like, you know, I never think of like, but I don't eat like. Taco Bell. You know, I love me a taco truck. You know, that doesn't really count. Right. Because a taco truck is just a dove ass taco truck. Give mm. me a taco for $1.50. Right. But so, I don't eat. Like a chalupa. I've, yeah. So what is, is it just like a quesadilla? No, I don't really know. I just like this, um, <laughs> this thick tortilla. <laughs> I don't even know. It's not know. authentic, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Taco Bell. Nothing here is authentic. Oh my god, is that their slogan? <laughs> no, but it should be. <laughs> you just spit all over me. I'm sorry. Wait a second. It's not even your jacket. There we no. go. No. But anyways, this is good. <laughs> this is real good. Longer. <laughs> so this is a fetish. Mm-hmm. What we're doing? People like this. People like this shit. People get turned okay. on. That's cool. Okay. By I watching do, people, I eat. do love. Hearing people eat. I know there's people who hate it. You love hearing people eat? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I learned something very, I think, I'm sorry if it's not you, but I think it's Alyssa, but Alyssa can't stand the sound of someone eating a pickle. I just don't like pickles. Is it because you know what it is? <laughs> I only eat food that's not real. Right. <laughs> no, tickles, t- pickles, tickles. Pickles taste like shit. What? No. If you've got a good pickle? Mm-mm. Tastes like shit. I can't, I can't stand pickles. Do you like cucumbers? No. Okay, because I was about to be like, ah, that's a cucumber. <laughs> pickle is a grumpy cucumber. <laughs> it's pickled. Actually, I do like cucumbers. <laughs> See, well, no. So you just don't like the salty pickle. Mm-hmm. Oh, hope you're more. Yeah. No, hope you're more. Yeah, I don't like the salty pickle vibes. Mm-hmm. Or like the pickle juice. Ugh. Mm. People like be into that shit. I actually think that's a... I think it originated... I'm going to be... Closer to the mic. Said no one ever <laughs> about my ass. Yeah. I think it originated in either the South, but I always knew it as like a Portland thing, as picklebacks. Which is like a shot of tequila, and then you take a shot of pickle juice. Oh my god, ew! And that's like a thing. And I remember one time when I was like lived in University District of Seattle, which is like the frat area, and lived with eight dudes. That what? was like the thing. I know. When did you live with eight dudes? So I didn't go to college, but I got an internship out of uh, what's it called, and uh, in, in Seattle, mm. and my boyfriend at the time. He had just moved in with his best friend, and he was like, well, do you want to kind of, like, I kind of semi-lived with them. There was, like, a summer where I, like, lived with them and, like, didn't leave for, like, until the school year started up again. Mm. But it was a it was a, a really dope-ass house. Actually, we didn't learn until everyone moved out that it was actually Ted Bundy's childhood home. Oh, my God. And it had his, like, photos. Oh, yeah, because he's from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it had his name, like, carved on, like, one of the <gasps> stairs or something. And then, like, the landlord, like, showed it to the last boys that were, like, in it. But, yeah. So, at the time. Wait, that's fucking crazy. I don't know. It was very. And, and I was like, damn, we, I wish we had known that. We could have asked for, like. Less rent. But also, there was, like, three of us living in one room. So, it was, like, not, right. like, what? 
the tw- early 20s. Right. 19, thinking I, I was never, so yeah. cool. We, like, one day we, like, woke up and they were like, we're going to build a skate ramp. And it was like, okay. I, like, I can that never do something like that now. But back mm. in the day, you just, like, think that's the coolest thing ever. Why? You're like, I have all this wood. <laughs> or, like, this is how I knew that I was past that phase. You would be driving down the street and you would see something on the side of the road and you're like, I can turn that right. into something. And oh, my God. We've all done that. Like, oh, yeah, let's refurbish that. Or, like, you, let me bake that into a table. Right? Or us was like, okay, let's put the sofa chair on two skateboards. And then it would be, like, a sofa wheelchair. And then, like, because I didn't skateboard that well. Oh, my God. I was pretty bad at it. They would let me sit in the sofa chair with the two skateboards and I would, like, try to film. And, like, that was it. It was pretty cool. Because originally it was a beach chair. That sounds like that house smells. It's (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, that house reeked. Mm-hmm. That house was pretty disgusting, actually. I was gonna say I could I could see it and I could smell it. Yeah, that house did smell pretty bad. But the other thing that was really interesting about that house is that you I learned that closer. I wasn't. Oh my god, the closer. Mic. Okay, mm-hmm. the thing that I learned about living in that house was I wasn't the cleanest person, but I also wasn't the dirtiest person. Like. Living with eight dudes puts yeah. a lot of shit in perspective because you're kind of like, oh, wow, like, I really don't care if, like, for me personally, I was like, I needed the, like, kitchen area to be super clean. Like, I just, like, hated the look of dirty dishes. And I would always be like, and, you know, I wasn't, I was, like, basically kind of living with my boyfriend, not really paying rent, right. kind of crashing at that place for weeks on end, like, mm. not going home. right. And so then there would be this idea that it would be like, well, I don't really get to say, but I just know that I was like, I want the kitchen area to be clean. And then there was someone else in the house that was like, no, the bathroom has to be the cleanest spot. And then you're like learning these things about people. But it was, okay, Junie, we get it. You want to be part of this eat-a-thon? Right. She does. Fucking shit up. Yeah. Are you done eating? I'm done. Oh, I Because I also more. ate, you bought two burgers? I bought two burgers. Well, I bought one. I didn't buy two burgers. I got a chicken sandwich. <laughs> sandwich <laughs> i got a chicken sandwich and then i got a burger i feel okay we've been doing this for 21 minutes and what the fuck did we talk about oh we're gonna talk about how we need to get off our asses and work. right so by the time this, this episode, is us working kim kardashian this is this is work and this is fun this is super fun you but know i could burp now the girl that called me out on my burping said i could burp she gave me what permission. do you mean there's a girl that called you out for burping. you are so behind Am I really? Oh, yes. I'm someone so behind. Com- someone commented. It was like, please, the burping needs to stop. And so I've been like giving her every episode. I bring it up. And to the point, she's like, I feel so bad. I'm sorry. And so I'm like, OK. <laughs> Bully someone into submission. Like, <laughs> I'm going to burp now. Right. I wish I could burp just to prove a point, but I can't. I'm a lady. I don't burp. on <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not no fucking lady. <laughs> I'm eating a burger with double onions, no tomatoes, because I always, I, I don't like tomatoes on burgers. Love tomatoes, but they always look so sad. If it falls out, I'm not putting it back in. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what are you talking about? The tomato. Oh, I was like, wait a second. This went somewhere really weird, sexual, or dark. I don't know. If a burger. Well, that's why I love Shake Shack because you get the little condom. Right, right. 
It's a little condom that holds it. And then that's my favorite is that you can go in and I take my fries and I get the leftover oh, stuff. Oh, my God. How cute. I love that. Everyone has a different strategy. We are talking about nothing. Okay. Mm. Well, what we were. This is why Kim Kardashian is like, get on your off your asses. Because of people like us eating burgers <laughs> on a podcast. Let's just read a fucking email. <laughs> Let's do that. Because we gave, we did not talk about dating. I don't even know what we talked about. Well. I'm not drunk. You're we're on the th- we're on the we're on the girl part, right? A broke girl therapy, like girl, we're eating, right? We're just chilling. This is you guys tune in for the fun. I think. Yeah, you tune I don't in know why the, do you guys tune in? You tune you tune in for the great advice from Quay. You tune in for sex from HK, and you tune in to be like, what the fuck is gonna come out of Rose's mouth? Literally, because I feel like it's always just random. What is Rose going to say that I have to pull out my ear pods because she's so <laughs> fucking loud? <laughs> I know. And people are always like, oh, like you're going to record with Rose. What are you guys going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. I don't plan this. Especially oh. with Rose. Because we get there eventually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we read something? I can't something? be mukbanging by myself. I already ate it. Okay. I can't be mukbanging by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say this is going to be a great episode for TikTok. Right. Okay. We'll see. You never know what goes viral or TikTok or what doesn't. Oh, like when you guys started controversy? Yeah. Did you see that? First of all, don't brag that you can come in 10 minutes. Right? That's weird. That's a weird flex. Because if it was a woman, because if it was a dude, we would totally shame him for being able to come in 10 seconds. Like, that's just weird. People come when they come. And I don't think they, like, really understood what she was saying. She wasn't saying, like, getting turned on or attracted. She was just talking about the biological way of your, like, vagina and body reacts to being turned on. It's like the idea of, like, your muscles relax after, like, 30 minutes into working out than they do the first 10 minutes. And she said fully aroused. It's not even, like... You get aroused in 30 to 40 minutes. You know what I mean? People like just That's why really, we like foreplay. Because it's right. like, hold on, let me like wanna do that get aroused. Yeah. Right. I'm getting there. Chill. Like we don't have a dick where we just have like a boner and it's up and ready. Yeah. In 10 seconds. Right. And you're just like, let me fit this, you know, key into any right. lock. And it's like, well, let me get my lock lubed first. Locked. <laughs> what? Because a vagina is like a lock. It's like, okay, when when someone (laughs) poorly explained sex to you when you were a kid. No one did. Okay, so. I asked my parents, where do kids come from and how do they, like, get us? And they said they prayed. (laughs) (laughs) Steffi, we prayed for you. Oh my god! My parents had an English accent. Yeah. What was that? Stuffy, we prayed for you. Stuffy, we prayed for you. I think any parent that sucks is just an English accent. I'm sorry, that's not that was rude, but like that kind of cracked me up. But like, okay, but like, when you had that like one fast kid that like knew too much in elementary school or middle school or whatever, who when you were like, "What sex?" and they explained it to you, did they ever use like a weird metaphor? Because I've heard two conversations happen. The first time I like had like an idea of like sex was this older girl that lived on our block who was like, every boy has a key and every girl has a lock. And like he, you know, his dick is a key and then goes into your lock. Right. And he has to turn it. <laughs> what? See, this is badly explained. Because little kids don't know what's happening. Right, right, right. It's like, you know. I never you, had that. If you asked me where babies came from, I was like, it came out of your belly button. Like that's what I right. thought as a kid. Right. So she was like, and then the second time. <laughs> Oh no! I heard it was a guy being like, 
well, I know that I got an SUV and I'm just looking for a parking spot, you know? And I was like, oh my like, God. Like, raised the these kids? That's what I'm saying, right? So it was like this whole idea that now, I think it's a fun, like, you know, icebreaker. Like, what's a, what's, how I don't was, think I had, like, a childhood thing that, like, was explained to me. I Maybe because I grew up with brothers and I always saw their dick. When we were younger. You yeah, because you're kids, just like, just you know, naked. You're, not, you're, you're naked, you're taking baths, you're just right. like walking around. Right, yeah. so I've seen a tutti. Is that what they called it? Well, Tagalog, it's titi, but mm-hmm. our family would say tutti. And so they had a tutti, and I obviously, mine was different from my brother's. Because yours was in. Yeah, or just, yeah, nothing. It, it was just. Was there no name for it? Back, well, back, 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 oh. back. That is the cutest name for a vagina. It's the, the Tagalog word, peck peck. I just think that looks really, because it makes me think of like pocket pocket. Right? Like it's, it's, a, little. It's, it's a cute name. It's a whole thing. Duty and peck peck. Duty and peck So I just met. knew my body part was different, but mm. I didn't think anything of it. Like I just didn't, you know, my mind didn't go to sex, obviously. Well, no, because it's not until someone ruins right, it for you. but then I'm trying to think. I just think that I don't remember the first time I like realized what sex was. Yeah, I do I remember I asking my mom, and she just told me. She was like, "A man, your mom, a, yeah." <laughs> my your mom would be. A, she was like, mom. "No, that's what happened." She was like, "A man has a, a penis, a woman has a vagina. A man carries a seed, and he plants it in the like." Why vagina. is that so taboo to say? It's just like human yeah. fucking nature. Like, why are we so weird with that with kids? Like, I, feel I, like, I don't know. I think it's because, I think because we don't want things to be overly sexualized for them and try to keep their innocence. But it's just like, but, but it's then biology. The, but that's the thing. The first thing they jump. Yeah, it's science, biology, chemistry, <laughs> physics. You know, <laughs> it's all of that. It's all of that. But like, it's, I think it's this idea that like the first time that it becomes sexualized is because of society. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, my parents would be like, you know, if don't let people touch you down there, like how right. they talk about show, kids, teach them consent, consent. And just being like, there are creepy people in the world that like want to do things to you when you're a child. Don't let that happen. You know? Right. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, you know what? Maybe this episode is getting political because this idea and notion of right now there's that terrible bill in Florida, the don't say gay bill. And it's mm, basically saying, yeah. like, do not teach gay, like, LGBTQ mm. plus uh, literature or any of that to second to – or kindergartners to fourth grade, right? And it's like, okay, that's weird. Like, we shouldn't do that because we're completely fine asking a five-year-old, do you have a boyfriend? Right. Or, oh, he's going to be a, he's going to be a heartbreaker when he grows up. Like, we're okay. We're, oh, he's going to, you know, have to beat the boys off with a stick. And you're just like, I'm sorry. We're ready. You're ready kind of sexualizing them in a weird way. Yeah. At such a young age. And also putting weird things where it's like, I'm sorry, the phrase that you tell a little girl, you're going to have to beat those boys off with a stick. It's like, because they're aggressive animals. Like, because they. just have to take what's theirs like it's very weird things that were like "Mm, i don't think i need to worry about a gay kid doing anything weirder than a let's say grown adult telling me some weird shit about you're gonna have to beat that man off with a stick right it's just it's so weird but it's this idea that like we over sexualize way too early and again i'll get on my soapbox Shows like Euphoria. Why are you going to have 26-year-old actors play these that, 16-year-olds and over-sexualize I love, them? I love Euphoria. I think Euphoria is no. such a great show. But th- there is that concern of just like, oh, this show is just overly sexualizing minors. Like, why do why? they have to be in high school? Why did he have to put them in high Like, why couldn't they be of age? Yes. I mean, I guess it 
people in high school, yeah, maybe go through that, but it's just. But you don't have to the, see it. But the way, yeah, the way that he like has this it. actress naked mm-hmm. and feeling uncomfortable, and there's no reason for her to be naked, naked. in Nate's fantasy. It's fucking right. weird. Right. I think the really good show that dealt with like teen sexuality was skins like i really loved how that like you knew they were doing things but you never saw it it was always like behind a curtain or it looked like there was consent involved it was never like this weird kind of it just makes euphoria edgy that's why you see so many dicks and penises but it's like we don't need that like what cause it's not needed it doesn't advance the story at all no it really just makes i think people feel really sexualizing these minors like these kids even though they're not actual minors but their characters but you're saying it's okay to sexualize 16 year olds right exactly it's consenting to it yeah. and i'm like mm, this is that's some, like, like my weird. biggest biggest thing with euphoria otherwise i really i'm oh. i know you have your feelings I but i do love that show what's it about <laughs> i just don't know what it's about i think it's about how i take it maybe mm-hmm. everyone's a little different i think it's really just about addiction in different ways not just i mean obviously addiction with drugs is the biggest thing but also addiction with love addiction mm-hmm. to um validation addiction to sex like I, I think it's addiction in such a young age in all different like in all different little d- different storylines is how I look at it and I feel like that's it is you know a lot of it is- well you're smart so that's why I'm like okay of course you can like get me to see what this show this right. show that I'm like it's first of all it's not well written like it's not like you know that's my thing about that show is that like Zendaya won for acting right she didn't nothing was nominated for the writing of that show it's right because my whole thing about that show is that i'm not a, a, a writer in a way and so that's I where i'm really, coming from i can't talk on that because i can't and i'm also someone who doesn't um you know suffer from an average addiction than most people like right. my addiction is not to drugs or alcohol right like i deal with like depression as well as an eating disorder like right. that's a different type of addiction so I'm like, mm, I can kind of understand it. But then there's characters like Gia and Lexi that I can kind of see myself in. Yeah, I could see myself in them too. In a yeah, lot of but there's this thing about the show where I think it really does show people that like it's really hard to set expectations so high because that show had so many cool storylines and so many things happening and then it just failed the ending. It just missed the landing. Yeah, I was... Um there's just a lot of plot holes I feel like there's so many things that I'm like okay is this gonna be addressed in the next season I don't understand like the whole like Lori thing who the fuck was she why was she there right like what's is this maybe I'm thinking maybe like the next season it's gonna be a whole storyline because and at this point that ten thousand dollars and all of a sudden she has that weird monologue where she's like I was sober for the rest of the school year and you're like like, what where did did you get that money from right that that part and if You're season right. three starts with, I just love Zendaya though. I mean, I do too. I love her. She's great. Yeah. But if, but if season three starts with Rue was dead the whole time, then I was like, that's a motherfucking cop out. Cause right. you could have done that in the season two and I would have been fine with it. But I don't know. I just think that if you are someone who really wants to get into storytelling and like break down that show, it really is a great case studies of setting expectations high look at all these cool ideas that i'm going to address i'm going to do all this stuff and then realizing you can't have everything land so you got to be very strategic on how Mm, those things happen yeah because i think the landing was um super rocky yeah and also predictable like i felt like i did feel like the the season finale was very predictable like i think that i was so much more addicted to the shows in the beginning the episodes in the beginning versus mm-hmm. the end 
Oh, yeah. Like, I haven't rewatched the season finale, but the first few episodes I rewatched a bunch. So that maybe that says something right there. I think it, the show could have ended with the episode before the last, where it was Cassie just breathing against the window watching the play no people would have been pissed but then it would have at least set me up for a season three that right. i'm like but you tied up loose and you tied up right. zendaya's story in the last episode but that's yeah, weird right i do like that scene though where um rue and lexi are sitting in the room and uh rue kind of like gave a nod to lexi saying like okay which i'm can't really tell if that was like just a part of the play or not. That's all again. Thing. That's another confusing right. thing. Does that happen before the play or after the right. play? But sh- they kind of sat down together and were like, um, she was like, oh, you know, you've been through a lot and look what you've done with all that pain. And then Rue was like, I don't even know what to do with that pain. And I felt like I really connected with like Lexi because I feel like what, you know, I felt like Lexi with the play. Mm-hmm. Because Lexi kind of spoke her truth in her way that, she, you know, like she's not the most confrontational person. Because if you guys really know me, I'm not really that confrontational at all. Like I'm a people pleaser. Um, but when I'm on here, I'm very expressive. And this is a safe zone for me to express myself. So with Lexi kind of putting up her play and really doing it in a way where it was like, wait, I'm not trying to piss anyone off. I'm just trying to really express these experiences. And for me, like I lost you know, a good amount of my high school friends because I talked about an episode of like me just kind of like growing apart from my old self. And they really kind of took it as like me trying to attack them. So they're not friends with me anymore. But but when I saw that scene with Lexi and Rue, I was like, that's how I, that's what I'm doing. It's not to like start shit with Cassie, to start shit with whoever, you know what I mean? It's like how she started shit with her sister and everyone was pissed. That wasn't her intention. It was her just really trying to have her moment to express her experiences in her art mm-hmm. and like using that pain and to heal from whatever was, you know, going on with her. So, and a lot of it was guessing. Yeah. Like she kind of guessed that Nate might be closeted gay. Right. Which I don't, how do you feel about that part of them doing the whole? I thought it was weird. They didn't need to do that. Because I, like, I get that Nate's an asshole, but I, I think Nate's right. Like, that's a really fucking homophobic thing to do. I mean, it was ironic coming from him. Right. If anyone else had said it, I'd been like, fuck yeah, but it was Nate. And I'm like, Nate. Because, like, if, in actuality, if someone, like, went on a play and was just, like, outing this guy who was, like, clearly struggling with him sexuality to, like, mm-hmm. do that. And, like, every, I just feel like that's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, again, there was just so many things in that show where I was like, did anyone? Because he also doesn't. Sam, the guy who created the show, doesn't have a writer's room. Right. It's just him. It's just him. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows. Right. right. Um, and let's be honest, like there are some people like I feel like, you know, I had my own issues with it, but I thought Michaela Cole's um, This May Destroy You. Like she wrote, directed and starred in all of it. Mm. That's brilliant because that's a mini that's series a brilliant too. Show too. But that's like that's a mini series. That's literally her reflection of something that happened to her. So it's like there are times that you can you don't need a whole writer's room. Right. But like I don't know, Sam. Like you couldn't have yeah. like one person being like, "Hey, what happened to the weird woman that films fucking Maddie trying on clothes? Right. Where like, did she go? What, what happened with that? Yeah, I don't know. And then she could just gives her a present and that's it. Like, is that just the end of that situation? Mm. And then you basically, and let's be honest, Sam kind of fucked over Barbie because that actress right. came out and was like, yo, this is some problematic shit. And they basically gave her like, turned her into like a villain in a weird right. scene where she breaks up. The, like I that storyline was a mess. You're right. It was kind of a mess. 
Sorry, it I'm not trying nice. to like convince anyone, but I just, but I just wasn't a, a fan. Yeah. I mean, I think he's done a really great job on me falling in love with the characters. I think that's what's like really great about the show. I mean, you don't. Well, here's my thing. What? Is I think if Rue was played by anyone else, we'd be like, Rue fucking sucks. But since it's Zendaya, we have this like She's weird a very likable. She's You're being right. used. Like her yeah. perception of how we see that amazing human being that is Zendaya, what she represents for literally this other generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we had Rihanna and then they have like a Zendaya, not in the acting sense, but like what she represents right, is like right. a cool chick that does dope shit that like wears amazing clothing and very has like likeable. Super likable, seems, you know, is very, very Oakland, right. very homegirl. And I think he kind of used that to his advantage to basically it's be true. like, Rue sucks. Right. I cause it honestly I had a conversation with Nina about this too, because like, you know, we, we know people in our lives that are addicts. Mm-hmm. And this might be very touchy to talk about, trigger warning. But it's like I get with I I I don't know, it's really weird. Because you're right, because they do make it more likable in a sense where um, I don't want to say it doesn't glamorize it. It doesn't because obviously it shows a lot of really true shit that happens Mm -hmm. when you struggle with addiction, but it's, I think with the end, I don't know. It's just, it's harder than what it looks like, I guess is what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's harder to like forgive as someone who, I mean, because it's like as, as yeah, I was Gia. 100% 100% right. in the family that I grew up in the childhood I grew up my sister was not Rue in the sense of like the hardcore jugs but my sister definitely was a Rue in a degree right so yeah sure it's I crazy. Love- I'm friends with so many people who are Gia's see and that- and like everyone and every single one is always kind of has a very complex relationship with their family member that you know but it's weird because I feel like there's maybe this is just they had still a lot of love with with the uh, Rue and Gia. There is complexity, but there's still like. But is there because her mom had to tell her like she's like Gia's fine. Like Rue had right. to lie to herself and be like that's, she's fine. She's not affected by this. And her mom was like, "Are you yeah, fucking right. kidding me? She's gone in three fights. That's like true, that's yeah. the other thing is that when you are an addict, you have your blind sides up and you you basically mimic in saying things that you think people want to hear, right. which is um. No, I know what's happening. She, her, she she's doing okay, and it's like no, you you're being selfish. Like mm-hmm. you're in your most selfish. Which is completely state. true. Which is complete. That's what I mean. There was a lot of realness to it. Don't get me wrong. Yes. I just because I've I know a lot of Gia's in mm-hmm. my life that it just the relationships look different. I guess absolutely is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely, and I everyone has their own struggles and everyone has their right. own things. But I'm telling you, I don't know if you had any other actress. Play but that's Rue, what I'm saying. Like tying it apart is like. <laughs> Because Zendaya is really likable. Like, I, I I see what you're saying. Because if it was, if it was any other girl just random kicking down that door and her mother is screaming, please right. stop, would we really be like, oh, my God, she's so powerful? I think it right. would probably be like, what the fuck? I did see something, and this is not something I um, can commentate because I am a white person, but there is this black uh, content cr- creator. Oh, my God, her name is... She, everyone has probably seen her stuff, but she talks about euphoria. And one of her theories is if Rue had black friends, she would not be acting like that. And I was like, Sheesh. oh, well that's you. And she's, she was like, and she has, if you want, 
I, for the life of me, I cannot remember this, her like handle name. Um, but I think her real life name is Raven, but she makes these commentations on that where she was like, and she's the one where it kind of got me thinking about like, Oh yeah, if it was any other actress than Zendaya, but how that kind of like in a weird way gets manipulated through someone like Sam. Where it's like this white man is basically trying to tell his story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But through a black woman is weird to me. It's just weird to me. And through a guy who actually got to go to the nice ass fucking um, thing, he did get a bed. He did get to go to the rehab center and get right. a bed. You're you're literally a child in nepotism. Your dad has a fucking Oscar. Oh really? Oh yeah. I didn't know any of this. His dad is a very famous director. And it's like this weird thing where I'm like, why are you trying to, and I understand like, you know, I come in the world of creative TV. I mean, I wrote for a show called BMF, right? Like what do I know what it's like to be a drug dealer in the eighties for young black men. But I can understand the society norms of like, how can you tell these stories of these boys were part of a broken system? Like they weren't terrible human beings. It was just the fucking everything was being held against them. So they took what, was terrible and made it gold, literally, right? right? right. And I can see that from being someone who's um, a victim of poverty, watch, struggling, hustling, and just seeing it as like a large and maintained so that anyone can watch that show. But I just think it's weird <laughs> when you have this dude who's like kind of telling his story through her a POV. Really likeable, right, right. Through a I don't know. It's, it, I think about it. I, Hollywood. you know, pro- people probably hate me right now, but like, I don't know. I just think about this. I think it's, it just is interesting. And yeah. I'm just waiting for the thought pieces that come out where people like, are yeah, like, this is terrible. I do. I do love that show. And really you can, do. you totally can. Uh, but of course I'm not going to, no matter what it is, if I love something so much, I'm willing to see the imperfections. And it definitely that is one thing that is kind of like the sexuality of these teenagers or something that's kind of like a little questionable that I've always thought it was weird. And then, um, yeah, just I the, the plot holes that were, you know, and you're right with why is Sam Levison telling it through Zendaya? And I, I guess I never really thought of the fact that like Zendaya alone is just such a likable icon in Hollywood that you love her. I would love we her. Feel the Give same her all way. the Emmys. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It's just inter- it's just weird to me. And she's talented, don't get me wrong. Like she's an amazing actress. Yeah. Um I love her. I and she did a great job. That's why I love she the did show. A great she really, job. like killed it. She killed the role. I mean But I'm again and let's let's talk about how now that that Cassie. Cassie has really become this actress that people are now looking at, being like, Whoa, she's a really talented actress. Right. She was, you know, had a really hard time getting into the Hollywood because of the way she looked, and then she gets over sexualized and all this other stuff. But she's now coming up and it's like, great, I'm glad this show is existing for people. First of all, I love how diverse it is mm. and that these people are coming up. Well, they need more like Asian people, but massively or, or any Asian, person. any Asian person, actually <laughs> no Asian, none whatsoever. And then you have this idea of like what it's just like when you boil it down, I'm just kind of like, I just think this is weird that this, this is the man who brought us this. Right. It just, I don't know. I can't help but think as like a writer too. And yeah, you have to think of the, who is creating this? Who's creating this? You have to go behind the scenes. He, this is, and he doesn't have a writer's room. It's just him. This is all from his experience because he's, you know, was an addict. And and I can't, I, for, for how so much. like choosing, you know, to sexualize like young people. Like I wonder why. I mean, a lot of people have, uh, again, this why? content creator whose name I can't remember. She has a great theory about like how she thinks it's very Freudian for him. Mm-hmm. But 
a large part also is I can't help as someone who works in the industry, who writes for TV, who has pitched to these networks. I could not see a black or person of color pitch the show and get the show made. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. I write for a show that has to do with drugs, right? It has to do with the crack epidemic. Um, and that was difficult. And it's a real life story. And it was still hard to get on network, right? right? And it does have, a, like, there is storyline, especially this season, about addiction and mm -hmm. the whole idea of what happens. Like, who are the people that fall suit to this stuff? But, like, the show that Euphoria has, you you don't get to see the content. And I I... I bet there's a show out there that could be from this POV, but it's like, let's just give this kid this n nepotism child. Right, right. This. I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's a great perfume ad. It is a really beautiful makeup ad. Aesthetically. The coolest all the makeup, music video. The, the fashion. The coolest music video. Yeah. yeah oh, awesome. I love it. Labyrinth. Great music. Oh yeah. Amazing music. Oh yeah. I love the I love the songs. Soundtrack. The soundtrack the ones that Sam finds. You don't know my name. Like I always love when you sing. Thank you. You're okay. <laughs> Thank we you. We are much. like almost an hour in. Okay, go ahead. Go get it. Get, let's talk to the people. Let's I didn't need to turn this into like me eating and talking about euphoria. I didn't we never know where anything's gonna go. I know. I'm sorry. We recorded two episodes tonight because I was stacking up and we don't even know what we talked about in the last one. I don't even know mm. what we just talked about in this one. <laughs> we talked about addiction and we talked okay. about euphoria. And you know what? Everyone loves Euphoria. Everyone watches Euphoria and everyone knows Euphoria because you can't escape it on TikTok. I wouldn't say I love it, but. You love to hate it. No, I don't even say I hate it. I just think it's one of those things where I'm like, what is the show? I just don't get, I'm just confused by it. Because I think hating I'm it. I'm addicted to it. Maybe that's what oh, okay. it's, it's Ooh, like. Because it's like talking about addiction, addiction, but I'm addicted to it. Because here's my thing about hating. I, you, when you hate something, you have to be passionate about it, which is why there's a thin line between love and hate. Because hating means you kind of like are actually like, ooh, I just, there's something about right. this. Like, I wish. We know I have an arch nemesis who I hate because I wish I just oh, was yeah, her. Oh, she, yeah, she's still like. She's still, she's so skinny and pretty. It's just, uh, I hate her. You're so but I love her. there, but I love it. But I Can also you? am like, I just wish like you, that. I'm not as cool as her, right? This is what no, it you're is. you're so much, no. Rose, you are so much cooler than her. You're I'm sorry. just saying that. No, I swear to God, she is. She, she's not funny, first I, off. Thank you. I like, don't Because someone funny. told me they were like, she's so funny. And I was like. I really don't think she's funny. Oh, my God. Okay, and. Okay, stop. This is so embarrassing. But like, don't stop. <laughs> but yes, but like. She just has. But I also glitch. know that's my insecurity because she literally is just like, she's the white girl. I wish I was like, she's just skinny and pretty and like has, and anyways, it doesn't matter. We but, all have those people. No, I don't have that. Well, you're, it's cause you have a healthier life. <laughs> it's fine. No, no, no. But I used to, <laughs> sorry. That was really rude for me to like rub that in your face. I don't have that. <laughs> I'm popping with myself. Fuck you. No, that was weird. Sorry. <laughs> but like, that wasn't what I was trying to say. I just, no, but like the hating aspect is right. I wouldn't say that I hate euphoria. She is fascinating. Sorry. Yes. She's about, fascinating. <laughs> euphoria is fascinating. Right. But the facet, that's the spectrum. Okay. You have her and you have her who shall always be. Voldemort. Her. So you have Voldemort <laughs> and you have Euphoria. I wouldn't say I hate Euphoria. It just, it scratches my head to a point where I'm like, wait, I'm really confused. Cause I, cause also, like you said, everyone loves it. Everyone thinks it's great. And I'm sitting there being like, the emperor has no clothing. 
Like, am I the only person that's you're like, right. wait, what? I mean, you're, honestly, you're right. Because there is, as I'm kind of talking to you and being open to like your point of view, like I definitely see. And for me, like I'm so big on like marketing and what mm-hmm. like trends, you know, what works and sticks what, with what does it look the like? culture yeah. and stuff like that. And I think euphoria is so on top of like the culture as far as like music, makeup, fashion, and even it's very smart. The the cast, it's you know very what I mean? smart. Yeah, extremely, extremely. Smart. Even the way that you know it's shot and the aesthetic of it is just so like, like hipster mm-hmm. and and like creative and you know. But as we kind of like pulled, you know, get the skeletons of everything and just really see, especially now, seizing you know the seasons over and seeing how everything kind of fell apart fell apart it's kind of like oh yeah you're right because at your stalled it's stalled <laughs> it's stalled in the beginning it was just this rush which is what i mean i guess we all kind of got addicted to i was addicted to that rush to be like oh my god what's gonna happen next and again if you're a young storyteller right and you want to get in this business if you want to be a writer just know that that show is an example of being like don't do too, don't do the kitchen sink and everything else. Like there, there was a lot. That's what I, and I have to say, I was right. rooting for the show at the beginning. Right. I loved the first four episodes. So good. I was very impressed by right. it. I even loved the, the Zendaya l- episode when she would root like that. That was incredible. I was like, okay, well, I mean, my only issue with that was like, so she's running for 45 minutes. Where's the story? I, well, I, to it, me, I took it as like, it, it was a really kind of uh, summarized version of showing how everything really falls apart with addiction. Oh, okay. I like that. Like, because she's going from one tragedy to another. Fair. So, and all of that is real where you lose friends and, you know, you, you start drama, you're fighting with your family, you're getting in with the wrong Mm -hmm. people and all the, like, I felt like that was a a really good for me, like representation to put all of that in 45 minutes. Which is great because the whole thing though, that again, with my problem with the season is that you started off the season with Fez's backstory, right? Mm -hmm. And you're telling us the show isn't just about Zendaya. It's about a bunch of people. Then why was Zendaya the only one that got closure? Then you right. made it a show about Zendaya again. So I was like, so that's the whole thing is if you're a young storyteller and everything, mm. looking at that show and realizing that show, although it like definitely did some really cool things and everything, it broke all the rules of just structure of things that just are time timeless that just like work in storytelling. You're right. You're right. That you're kind of like, and I think what it, it was, was good on like the hype. And, yeah, and you know, social media and everything. Yeah, and but. I and as someone who teaches screenwriting, it also worries me sometimes because people are like, "Well, they did it in Euphoria," and I'm like, "Doesn't mean it was successful, though. Doesn't right. mean that it was still something you should break." You're also not Sam, so again, your script yeah. is not going to be able to go. I guess everyone's definition of success is different. There's, pr- there's absolutely people who are like I want this shit to be the most mainstream shit ever. Hell yeah, like Euphoria. But you want something that's really more in depth and structured. That's a different. It's but just, e- but that's not even that's not even right. trying to structure is not mainstream. What right. I'm saying is you're telling a story and you told us this story is about feds. OK, cool. So I'm going to be carrying on with feds the entire story. You spoiler alert. Right. You kill his brother out of nowhere. It kind suppo- of it was supposed to be feds. That was, but the day before they shot it, they changed it. So again, your Fez right. was about to die, but the day before he was like, actually we'll kill, which is kind of weird because it's like the kid probably just found out he lost his job. So then there you go. So then that's also weird. Then right. it's like, okay, so you, so again, you're, you're just, 
you're just making these choices. Right. It's literally, it's, it's fucking. It's like impulsive. It's D and D you're rolling the dice and telling me what mage is going to hurt me. And I what think you're just making it up. Like yeah. I understand that. But to me, it's just like, that's not even like structure and storytelling is not mainstream. That's just like, that's just storytelling. Storytelling. Yeah. Because you that's can be, you could be a Christopher Nolan and do a memento where that entire movie is backwards. That's fucking brilliant because here's the world. These are the rules to the world. Oh, as a storyteller, these are my rules. Okay, great. I believe in those rules and everything. But then when you start making up rules and being like, wait, just kidding. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. I like, okay. Before I, we end this an- tangent, <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, I've never seen that show. Ryan Atlanta has. is a weird fucking show that breaks a lot of rules, does a lot of weird bending. I was going to say because like, okay. But is brilliant because it lands. Because what happens is that people are like, this is a show about nothing. And it's yeah, not. Euphoria didn't land. See? And that's the thing about the, especially season two of Atlanta. You're kind of like, you you meet this like literally metaphor of a golden gun. Right? Yeah. And you don't realize you're like, this is a weird episode. And then it's not until like literally the last episode do you see the golden gun. And then you realize, oh, this has been haunting earn this entire season right right and that show definitely has a lot of fun and everything but it still holds to the rules of its world and i believe it and i'm like okay this is weird i'm gonna roll with it and then they constantly land and they constantly do weird shit and it's aesthetically pleasing it's fucking dope music it's amazing content it's hilarious it's funny seinfeld seinfeld was a show about nothing but they still land the joke they set right. it up in the beginning of the first three seconds of Kramer sliding into the door and then they land it the second Kramer slides out of the door. Like there are ways to go about it and have some fun. But like Sam was like, here are the rules and then here's some more rules and then wait, just forget that rule. And I'm like, am I dumb? Do I just not right. get it? You know? Right. No, no, I agree. But yeah, because it, it definitely like was so much more high in the beginning and it just, you're right, it didn't land. Like I felt it, like it was predictable. I think this is all gonna, this episode is gonna bite me in my ass because I think someone in my agent's going to hear this and be like, Rose, you're not, ne- you're never going to work with Sam. Do you want me like, to like delete it? No, it's fine. I mean, I feel like, let's be honest, look, then I'll never work with him. Like it sucks. But like, it's also like, I don't think he's, I think he's very talented. Yeah. The man is very talented. Right. I just don't know what was happening with right. this. Right. What, where- or he might like it. Cause he'd be like, Oh, you're, you're I mean, he doesn't even have a writer's room, so he's not even hiring anyone. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's not, not hiring, hiring me. <laughs> so he ain't hiring. Great. He ain't hiring. <laughs> but I mean, again, if if it was any other, I mean, you know me. I hated girls. I didn't I understand. Hate that show. See, I hated that show. Didn't understand that show. That show was apparently I just for can't me. Stand Lena Dunham. Yeah, we talked about this. Fucker. Her and Candace Owens. Her last one. It was the last one. Okay. But <laughs> yes, like the whole idea notion of like I. I think what's all okay. The reason why I said that is because the one thing I hate sometimes about my industry is that people are terrified to say they don't like things. Cause they're worried. Mm. What if that person hires me? And I'm like, but I don't want to work for someone if fake, right? You like, want to be honest because if, yeah, it's not that it, cause the other thing is it's not malicious. It's not saying like, I hate Sam. Cause again, I think he's Sam is a very talented. talented, he's very talented, but every, he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. very smart with his makeup. His he makes a right. gorgeous package to me. I'm just kind of like, but there's confused. things that need to be fit. Yeah. I'm just confused. I don't even hate it. I'm just like, again, emperor's wearing no clothing. Is no everyone else. Wearing, okay. It's just me. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll keep my thoughts to myself. Right. But again, that's my annoying thing about my industry is that everyone's like, you can't say you hate shit. And I'm like, really? And uh, I think that's, I think you should. I think you should. 
I think it's like more respected if you're being honest, in my opinion. Junie agrees. agrees. We should read emails finally an hour in. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Was that the episode though? Should we just like. Let's just read an email. Okay, let's read an email. No, I'm sorry. I want to keep going. I want to keep going too. Our listener wants to keep going. Just kidding. I mean, pause, take a shower break and come you back. Take a shower break. Welcome back. All right, welcome. Let's read an email. <laughs> Well, welcome back. I Maybe park your car, milkshake. get your groceries yeah, real get quick. Your groceries. Welcome back. <laughs> like, did you did you get your did you get your uh, garlic dip from Trader Joe's? No. Did you forget them? Did you get your eggs? The paprika. There you go. There you go. Okay. Make a list. This. <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay, this one says cheetah, cheetah. I think your cheetah. ADDD is contagious. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I know. I felt like you got like spacey for a second. My, I got I'm on spacey. a sugar rush. I think you're on a sugar rush too. I see it in your eyes. Can you're you like really? I, <laughs> you get like yes. this. When you're like, you like lift your eyelids. Don't tell the listeners, <laughs> but this is a double, double milkshake. A double, Meaning double milkshake. So it's, it's a black and white and cookies and cream. I love that for you. I love a black and white. Isn't it good? But with with cookies and cream, though? Mm. Damn. Okay. This one says cheater, cheater. Cheater, cheater. Whoa. Whoa. Actually, we've read longer than this. That's true. That's a thicky. That's a thicky. She is medium, though. I think that this is schmeedy. Do you need a post-it so you can line read? Right, I do. From your production closet. (laughs) One second. I'll be right back. Here we go. Okay. This is smart. My eyes are just like, okay. Girl, I was doing the same thing. You saw me having to highlight the words. (laughs) Y'all, let me just preface this by saying I come from a very small town where everyone knows everyone. Dot, dot, dot. Staying anonymous. Got it. This is an insane story about a guy I was, quote unquote, involved with the summer after my senior year of high school. So this is euphoria. (laughs) Sorry. Fuck. They hate me. The youths. Hate me. The children hate me. I'm sorry. I'm just your cranky old lady that knows everything about your neighborhood. Yes. Uh, uh, with my se- with my black no, she was after my senior year of high school, dot, dot, dot. I was a virgin. Mm. Desperate for a man to have fun with. And still had never been kissed. Mm. I always knew of this really cute guy who was dating a girl. I, oh, my God. She's Cassie. Okay. <laughs> We're just jumping to conclusions. I always knew this really cute guy who was dating a girl I went to high school with. He was exactly my type, dot, 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 but definitely taken. I love the dot, dot, dot. I know, me too. (laughs) That summer, he had messaged my best friend, who was in a relationship at that time, and told her he was single. My best friend told him she was in a relationship relationship and to hit me up instead, dot, dot, dot. So the best friend passed him on. Right. Okay. And he did. We started messaging every day and it wasn't long before he asked me to hang out with him. It was super awkward because the only time we would hang out was at night. And the Uh first time we. Sorry. (laughs) I know that. I know that technique. (laughs) Um, And the first time we hung out, his friend was actually spending the night at his house. Okay. Okay. Oh, high school. (laughs) Fucking high High school. school. Have you ever had sex with someone else in the room? No. Oh, yeah. Me either. (laughs) I mean, he was asleep, but like, you know, you're just like, yeah, right, right, right. but like in the next room, no. Oh yeah, that counts. Well, no, no. that's this situation. But on the mic. Oh, that's this situation. You right, can't be right, like right. the next room. Anyway, sorry. Oh, we grown. Anyways, his, ap- <laughs> his apartment was about three minutes away from where I was working at the time. So every time I went to his house, I would always lie to my parents. 
high school about where I was saying I was working late, etc. This lasted for a couple of months and it got to the point where I wanted a relationship. Okay. He was always super hesitant about things like that, but I never understood why. Well, one night the girl I went to high school with his ex-girlfriend messaged me on Snapchat saying, hey, girl, it's been so long. We should hang out sometime. Oh, the I'm bitch knew. She bit oh, the bitch knew. She knew. Yeah, she, the bitch knew. I People mean, still use Snapchat? I feel high old. School, high school, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. High schoolers and like hoes use like Snapchat. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean hoe in a negative way, but like, you know what I mean? You do hoe things on Snapchat. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, I you know do. What I mean? yeah. Like no one, I don't disappearing nudes. Absolutely, right. yeah, like yeah, yeah. when a guy when I would meet a guy at the club and he'd be like, "Oh, what's your Snapchat?" I'm like, "I don't trust you." Oh, that, that's a, oh my god, yeah, red flag. That's one, a- you're younger than me, or two, <laughs> you're probably married and you can't have. Or three, just- you have an Android and not right. <laughs> like let's be honest. So many red so flags. Many. <laughs> I'm just not. No, everything just leads uh, to no. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I bought red flags. We should have waved it. <laughs> oh, we should play that next time. It's okay. red flag, green flag game. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> She said, hey, girl, it's been so long. We should hang out sometime. I immediately showed him the message and he legit started freaking out because my location was on for Snapchat (gasps) and he told me to turn it off. I thought nothing of it. Eventually, we fizzled off and shortly after, what a shady little bitch. The ex-girlfriend. Oh, sorry. Anyways. And shortly after, I was at a house party when the same friend who slept over at his house came up to me and said, yeah, his ex-girlfriend hates you. <gasps> Wait, the one that passed him on? No, that's the friend. The ex-girlfriend's oh, okay, gotcha. the one that hit her up. So I'm oh, seeing gotcha. her Snapchat okay, gotcha, location. Okay, okay, okay. I was shocked and so confused about why she would hate me when she had messaged me not long ago saying she wanted to hang out because um, you're dating her man. Fake bitches are smart that way. Yeah, like keep your friends close, but keep your enemies, enemies closer. closer. He proceeded to tell me that they had been dating the entire time we were hanging out and doing stuff. That's why she hates yes, you. That's what I'm saying. Because you're the other woman. Yes, I felt horrible oh poor baby girl i know it's not your fault it's It's not your fault it's It's his his fault fault. as time went on and i went away to college he would constantly message me saying things like oh my girlfriend uh, oh my girlfriend broke up with me or she cheated on me things like that and asked me multiple times to come and stay at the dorm and she put no thanks oh smart (laughs) yeah i also knew his boss and uh, those were a little dot dot dots dot, coming dot, out of your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it smells it's like taco bell um i can't smell anything because okay. i have allergies so. oh no nope, nothing i can hear it <laughs> i always knew his boss and boss's daughter and every time i would visit them he would be there as soon as i would leave and he would text me things like we could have fucked in the bathroom or come Ew. back wait what so he wait i'm confused I also knew his boss and boss's daughter, and every time I would visit them, he would be there. And as soon as okay, so it would be like he. Would what does the boss and the boss's daughter have to 
do it in there. I think it's the fact that she would go visit like the them boss. At work. Yeah, oh, them at work. And then he'd be like, I wish I could fuck you in You know, bathroom. high school things. Right. Can I hang out with you at your job? Oh you know, my God. kind of vibes. So for- yep. I forgot that we people did that. Remember? Yes. I, I used, w- My friend worked at Bed Bath & Beyond and I would just go hang out with Bed Bath & Beyond until she would get off of work. Yeah, I used to work at like, yeah, like every store in the mall and have my friends like, oh my God, like come visit me at work. Come hang out at Sun. I'm not doing anything. And it's <laughs> oh like, you're working. That is such a suburban kid thing to oh do. Oh my God. I worked at a bar and I would tell my friends like, yeah, I want ID you. Like come to the bar. You oh my know? God. I wish we were friends. Oh yeah. I would have gotten you wasted. I would have loved it. Sorry, uh, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> this dude was so relentless and I actually ended up finding out later on that he cheated on that girlfriend so many times oh and would God. go on Tinder to hook up with girls over state when he was traveling for work. Ew. His ex-girlfriend still hates me and he eventually cheated on her so many times mm. that they have, they, they too have no broken, wait, they too have no broken up and he is now dating a middle-aged woman with three kids who also, who also cheat on her husband with him. Oh, always stepdaddy. Right. <laughs> okay. Always something exciting in my small town. Oh, this was just story time. Oh, I like a story time. Oh, hey, Scorpio. Yeah, this is um, a story time. Here's the thing about the ex-girlfriend that still hates you. She's just going to. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter that Because he's probably gaslighting fault. her and yes. making her, like, ch- changing the story into, and yeah. She's making just, you seem like, oh, like, she was stalking me. She right. was obsessed with me. She would just come over. She came to hang out with the guy who was on the couch. Like, they were fucking. Yeah. So, sadly, she's a victim. A vi- she's Yeah, she's a victim. I was going to say she's a Candace Owen, but no, she's a victim. <laughs> like, she's, she's a victim to a system. Um, just because I was going to be like, she's a hateful bitch. But no, I think she also, she is a victim. Like, it's just the idea that like, I bet you, I'll put money on it, right? Use this clip in 15 years. You'll run in her into 15 years and she's going to be like, girl, I don't know that man. I don't know him. Sorry, I don't know that man. That's weird. I don't know that man. I don't know that man, but how are you doing, girl? You look great. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be, I've had that situation where I've, I've hated girls because of that stuff. And then I see them and I'm like, oh my God, why was I so mean to you? No, you're the shit. Like, fuck that dude, you know? And and you were right. It's probably the gaslighting. For sure. He's definitely trying to like shift this story into like, oh, she was flirting with me, trying to get at me. And I kept trying to reject her yeah, or something like that. Trying to make you look like the bad. And also like, yeah, like she maybe she sees you as a threat, you know, like, and also we always know like who our like man is attracted to. So, yeah. and there are those girls, unfortunately, that will like, oh, that's a girl like my guy would totally like and just be like, hate them for no reason and feel jealous. Like I would come across girls like that. Oh, for sure. And they'll sure. be like, oh yeah, like I don't like her because, but it's only because I had you just a, are insecure that your man is going to like this person. I had is, a guy friend once, actually it was one of the eight dudes that I lived with where his girl, he didn't even date this chick. She just hated me because apparently he had said, oh, if I could date any of, cause she asked. Right. She was like, if you could date any of your female friends, who would you? And he was like, oh, Rose. But but she asked him. Right, right. So right, it's like right. not my fault that that was his yeah. answer. And also like, ew, no, I wouldn't have dated him. Like he was my guy friend. Like right, I respect right. that boundary. But she, but she I never right. knew why she hated me. And she would come into our like house and she would sit on the couch and she would just stare at me. And I was like, I don't know why she hates me. Yeah, no. And I've I had, had a boyfriend too. at the time too. So it was like really weird. I don't know. But yes. yeah, I've had girls too who just hate me for no reason. Even The insecurities. Right. Like it's like, oh, Oh, yeah, like so and so's girlfriend is he. I'm like, I don't ever even talk to her. I've, I've even, wait, what's her name? Right. I'm like, who is this? Per-? But you know, 
it's just people, women, I mean, not women. I mean, it's also a really good story, especially the fact that he ended up with an, an older woman, which is, I'm like. That's he, random. Yeah, that's but. random, but I'm also like the older woman. I'm kind of like, get yours, girl. Like, get, get out of your, you know, cheat on your husband, which I think is like <laughs> terrible. But like, also like your karma. Did you end up with the man you deserve? Like, I don't know. Right, right. Maybe shitty people attract shitty people. Like that's interesting. That's true. That's that's an that's an outlook right and there. And now he's batteries included. He's a right. stepdad. He's a stepdad. So I mean, she looks like she's she knows what's going on, and she's like, he out here just messy. Yeah, she didn't even need advice. She just wanted to let us know. Well, I also think it was one of those things that she was saying that he was like her first kiss and yeah. like obviously first time fooling around, which I think you I've you know, the episode Quay, I talk about it where I was like, we need to let go of the stigma of the virgin. Like, don't right. hold this like presence. Do, do we of, talk about that? I forget. Yeah, just the idea that the whole idea that like women it's the only oh, thing yeah. we have value of or That's society true. has made us feel like it's like don't give it to the wrong guy. And it's like, right. but men can just fucking take it from everyone. Like that's so weird. That's and like men don't get their virginity to it's just it's fucking bizarre but the idea of like what it means to be like a virgin and everything it's just you because i know people who were virgins that their first time was like sexual assault and they shouldn't have to remember that it's just the first time that you like you chose, enjoyed sex right. i mean for me i always think about the first time that i actually came and was like oh this is why people like sex oh, wow. you know what i mean because there yeah. was like a long time that i was like i came way before i even like penetrated but that's the thing is i knew through masturbation uh, right like i knew how to sex. masturbate but the fact that i was having sex with someone because i was having sex with my high school boyfriend and i was like well this is fun i guess like i don't right. know it's You're like he enjoys it, it. Right. and then the first time that i had an orgasm and i was like <gasps> oh like this is the real this sex. is why everyone writes songs like i get it <laughs> this is why we get stigmatized this is why we get stigmatized so then it's yeah. like you know that's like my like first in a way why you know the dog looks so scared he looks cold, right? I think Rocky is cold because he's naked. You've basically shamed him out of his fur. He's cold. I gave him my haircut. He needs his sweater back. Okay, I'm going to put his sweater on. All right, Anyways. plug yourself. Okay, this is Rose at Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Please do not send me your hate mail about your love for euphoria. Or it's do. always good to get a different perspective. We can't always just hear the same perspective all the time. Yeah, because I'm also I'm like, I love that people love it. I love it. It's cool. Right. I love the music. Right. Labyrinth is fucking and Zendaya. There's a lot of amazing things about it. But just because something's amazing doesn't mean they don't have imperfections. That's why I never really right. idolize anybody. I'm also very imperfected. We so all like, are. Yeah. And we're, we're allowed to have opinions. <laughs> yes. So it's that's fun. just mine. And that's yours. Did you plug yourself? I did. I said Rose underscore at a stone, but don't DM me your hate okay, speeches. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I really regret eating that Taco Bell. Do you really? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like take a fat shit tomorrow for sure. I want it all out. I'm gonna drink a tea that like drains everything. That's why I don't eat Taco Bell. Right. I ate my Shake Shack. It's I sitting just, right nicely in my fupa. I, I just fine. I don't think it's also like guilt too. Don't feel guilty. Never feel as someone who's who deals with the eating disorder food should never make you feel guilty i feel guilty though don't do it we'll talk about it it's okay. fine another episode. you know why because you do were another hungry episode. i was eating and you were eating and we were eating together it was great okay we, yeah. should, we had dinner together we had dinner see you don't feel guilty about having I dinner love that. it was yeah. a bonding moment it was for the for the vibes <laughs> rocky's really cold <laughs> yeah all right um <laughs> follow me stephanie Wingen, or go to brocotherapy.com buy merch all that shit is there love you guys 
Bye. Bye. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.